Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Work Alchemy podcast, Conversations About Impact, where entrepreneurs and leaders share how they have impact, the sweet moments, and the challenges. I'm your host, Ursula York. I help entrepreneurs grow successful businesses that make a difference in the world. Impact is more than mission, more than purpose, even more than your why. Impact is where your unique self and business meet the world and contribute to making it better for all of us. These stories are here to inspire and energize you so you can have your own unique impact. Today's guest on the podcast is Adrienne Gordon. Adrienne has dedicated her career to the creation and expansion of small businesses. She's particularly skilled in balancing business growth while maintaining a healthy organizational culture that elevates both the business and its employees. She joined JB Media in 2014, recruited by the founder to guide the company through its next stages of growth. Welcome to the podcast, Adrian. I'm delighted to have you here. Thank you so much for having me, Ursula. So I'm really interested in the work that you do. Can you tell us a little bit about JB Media? And I understand you also do a little bit of consulting work um, in addition to that. Could you tell us a little bit about that just to give people some context about uh, what you do and and how? Sure. Um, JB Media is a B Corp certified digital marketing agency based here in Asheville. We serve mission-driven companies and organizations all over the country. We do a lot of work around event marketing. It's one of our specialties. And at JB Media, I work internally supporting the team. I oversee HR and finances, as well as systems and project management. I am our integrator for those who speak um, EOS. <laughs> I've been here five years now. Can you, tell, can you tell us what EOS is just for those who don't sure. know? Sure. Yeah. Uh, the Entrepreneurial Operating System. So mm-hmm. I am the integrator of our EOS system, which means that my primary responsibility is making sure everything connects and aligns with our value and our mission. Mm-hmm. Great. And uh, the work that you do as a consultant, is that is it related or do you do other things as well? My background um, is I spent 10 years with the Small Business and Technology Development Center, um, the, which is part of the SBDC network um, nationwide. And I was a business counselor there, working with everyone from startups to people who run businesses with over 100 employees um, on various business issues, human resources, finances, strategic planning. And so on occasion, I get asked to help small businesses locally with just some things that they're dealing with. Um, And so if they're outside of marketing, which is what JB Media does, then I work with folks um, a little bit one-on-one. A lot of it is about planning and clarity, uh, goal setting. Okay, great. Um, How do you see the impact of the work that you do? I mean, a digital marketing agency that can be very broad based, but you have chosen to be B Corp certified. So can you talk a little bit about the business and how that is affecting things in the social, environmental, any other realm that that you think there's an impact? Absolutely. So in order to compete in the digital age, um, most businesses and organizations need to have a strong online presence. And it also needs to be a clear and consistent online presence. And doing that is frankly can be complicated across all of the channels. And it can be hard to even determine which channels, where should you be? (laughs) What should you be saying when you're there? How often should you be there? Um, What's the best use of the microphone you have on all of these digital channels? 
And so we have the ability to support other mission-driven organizations and companies in doing that in a way that meets their goals and helps elevate their impact. So that's really what we see our role as, is helping other people have more impact um, in reaching their audiences, telling their stories about their own impact, whether it's social or environmental. Um, And so we want to support them in their success. So our tagline is, um, you do amazing things, more people should know. (laughs) That's great. I love that. Yeah, and uh, I mean, that's very parallel to what I do. I, I also, um, and I love the word that you use, elevate. You elevate your client's impact. So why is it important to you personally to be involved in a company that, that has that kind of impact? Well, at one point in my life, I wanted to be a social worker. Um, I wanted to be able to touch and support families so that they could be their best selves. Um, And I got sidetracked um, working for a nonprofit, um, the Grove Arcade Foundation, that was working with business owners. And I really, really opened my eyes to the power that the business community can have. Because if you're supporting a business, then you're supporting multiple people, multiple families, and you have a much greater ripple effect on the community. And so that's how I ended up in the business world. And I may have been able to extend that ripple effect even further by working with JB Media that has clients all across the country. Um, I'm very focused locally with our team. All of our employees are local to here in Asheville, which is a little bit unusual of a digital agency. We don't rely on a whole team of contractors who are from all over. Um, We have a very unified local team. We're very proud of that fact. So I'm very locally focused, but by supporting the JB Media team, helping them do their best work, they can then support our clients who are national. And I love being part of that chain reaction, even though it's just a small sort of back of the house role um, in that chain reaction. Well, it sounds like you're intimately involved in helping to nurture and cultivate uh, the culture within JB Media. And uh, particularly in, in your role as HR and you're involved in daily operations, plus the fact that everybody's local, which, as you said, is rare for mm-hmm. a digital agency. So how do you consciously, well, first of all, let me ask you, how would you describe the culture in your company? Um, our, our culture is very um, intentional. It's very um, bait rooted in our values. Um, it's also very fun. Um, we do silly things like we, you know, put up pinatas um, as a team celebration just because it's fun. Who doesn't love <laughs> swinging at a pinata and getting chocolate? Um, so we, you know, we do things to keep it fun. Um, and it's a very creative team. Um, they work very hard. They're very serious about their work. And so part of my job is to bring their fun side out sometimes um, and help them let off a little bit of steam because they're so dedicated to what they do. Um, we're pretty close. Um, it doesn't mean we're all best friends. Or we all hang out every night after work, um, but we are close. We care about each other. Um, we check in on each other. So it's, it's a very connected culture in that way. Um, you could come into our office and one minute we're, we're like laughing and telling jokes and the next minute it seems like a library. Everyone is very quiet, they're dialed in, they're working really hard and we can do both of those things in the same hour um, and we can just roll right with that. Hmm. Well, uh, yeah, that's absolutely true. You can kind of move back and forth. Mm-hmm. And are, are there particular ways that you nurture that culture? How do you see your role in, in maintaining and, and making sure the culture stays healthy? Uh, 
I, have, I feel like I have two main roles there. One is staying in touch with everyone on the team. I do a 30 minute, often a little bit longer than that, one-on-one -on -one check in with every member of our team. So I take people for coffee, we go on walks, we can meet in a conference room if they'd like, if it's something we need to look at something together. Um, but I just check in with them as people. Um, so staying connected, um, I make sure to be a real user of all of our communication channels um, and communicate my availability, um, my status on things. And so that also brings me to my second piece, which is to model a lot of things for the team in terms of using communication. Um, owning mistakes, asking for help, um, celebrating the accomplishments of others, just all of the things that keep our culture really what it is. Um, I both, I try to model those things as much as I can and be um, thoughtful about my interactions and my contribution. Mm. How often do you do those stay in touch meetings? Once a month. I meet oh, with everyone wow. um, on the company once a month. How big is the company now? Yeah, um, so that's 13 people. 13. Okay. Yeah, that's a big commitment. Not not every company is willing to do that on in such a conscious way. Well, we have a very flat structure and that's been done purposely. We weren't set up that way initially, but um, so most of the team are peers. And so we don't have a, oh, check in with your manager or supervisor. We don't have that structure. Mm -hmm. um, so no team member oversees another team member every day. Um, they trade roles. Sometimes they might be the lead on a project, and so they're leading the project, and they are staying in touch with whoever else is on that project. But the very next project they're working on an hour later, they're a team member rather than the lead. And so we don't have traditional structures of, oh, if you have an issue, check in with this person. And so I play that role um, in checking in with people. I mean, we do have them for things like if you're having a challenge around project management, you talk to the project manager, but um, just in general. Um, so I'm, I play that role. Hmm. Well, you actually are the one who spearheaded the B Corp certification process, which I know you completed, I think it's about a year ago. Is that mm -hmm. right? Yes. Yeah. So what prompted the, the firm's interest in that? Well, our founder, Justin Bellamy, um, began thinking about this, I would say, in about 2016, um, we had been the marketing agency for SOCAP, the Social Capital um, Markets Conference in San Francisco, for a year. And that really connected us with a lot of social ventures and mission-driven companies. And so we were learning about their structures. Um, so we were learning more about B Corp certification through that. But then he attended Leadership North Carolina um, and heard a speaker talk about B Corps and what they meant and the value they could bring to the community. And that really struck him. And so he started talking about it. Um, and then we were talking about some big picture goals. And he said, I really want to, I really want to do this. Um, I want you to take this on. Um, and I thought he was a little crazy, um, to be <laughs> honest. <laughs> because we were, we were 10 people. We're a service business. You know, we're not, we don't have an environmental product. Um, we don't have a supply chain. I thought, oh, this, this sounds pretty daunting. But it, it can't hurt to try. Um, let's start this process and learn from it. Um, and that's how we really approached it, is to use the B Corp certification to make us a better company. Yes, we wanted to, you know, clear the hurdle uh, and, get and get certified, but at the end of the day, um, we just wanted to become a better company. And so we used it as a blueprint. Um, and it was very helpful. Um, our employee review process, for example, we didn't have a formal review process, even though we had 10 employees, we needed one. We knew we needed one, and we knew we didn't want a traditional one. 
And so we wanted to be very intentional about it. And so we used some of the questions in the B Corp certification assessment to guide us, you know, and there's not a lot in, in the assessment about employee feedback, but there was enough to kind of help give us some, some rails, if you will, to stay in. And then we spent several months, about half the company was involved in building our employee review process and it's working really well for us. Well, I mean, it's great to get employee engagement in that process since they're going to be measured against it. So the more people mm -hmm. can, you can involve, the better. How did, how did you get the employees involved in the, uh, in participating in the, the certification because that's an extensive and intense process and uh, you know you're not always if you're not in the leadership role you're not necessarily um, someone who you have to work with people perhaps in a different way than if you're if you're the, the founder mm -hmm. uh, can you share a little bit about that process sure. and how engagement yeah. happened we talked about um, what the certification was, what we thought it could mean for us as a business, both in terms of being a better company, but also how it would better align us with the clients we wanted to work with. And I mean, we're a marketing agency. People expect a little smoke and mirrors for marketing agencies. And unfortunately, <laughs> a lot of companies have had poor experiences yeah. with agencies who are not transparent about what they're doing, not um, very clear about their processes. Um, and so it can be difficult to um, set yourself apart um, in this industry because there's an expectation that you're going to kind of say whatever, right? Um, and our team was very aware of that. And it was, it was actually bothers us because we're like, we're not like that. We would never do that. Um, but we understand that it's, it's prevalent in the industry. So I think that really resonated with the team. Um, and they really wanted to work with more mission-driven, values-driven companies. And they wanted us to be a better company and wanted us to do more um, around our environmental impact, even though it's fairly small as a service business. Wanted to do more with the community, wanted more transparency. And so it really checked a lot of boxes of things they were very interested in. And so I started working on it. I was very transparent. I had a dry use board with our score that I would mm. update. Um, every time I would, you know, add things to it, uh, I would update it and, uh, you know, we would celebrate those things together. That's um, great. I would share when I was stuck um, and working on it. And at our team retreat um, that summer, I laid out some big sheets of paper with various things that we could do, but that I, I could not force people to do. It was just, we could, you know, try to monitor all of our energy, but I would need to help with that. Someone would have to help do that. We could um, measure all of our volunteer contributions, both as a company, but as individually, but we would all have to commit to doing that. We could, you know, do these other things. And so I put them out and I said, what are your questions? What's your feedback on this? And if you're interested in helping make this particular thing happen, put your name down. And so that spawned a lot of what we call initiatives. And so some of them were very small. Um, and some of them, like the review process, were large and intensive and went on for several months. And so people could opt in at their level of engagement. They could just give some feedback. They could just clap when we were excited. Or they could dive in and spend months researching what does it mean to do a review process? and What do we mean by our values? And wordsmithing all the questions if they really wanted to. Mm, well, it sounds really collaborative and that you were able to get people to engage on the basis of the kind of big picture, the, the overall purpose, rather than having to, you know, have an enforcement type of aspect to it. 
Absolutely. And there was a, a good opportunity for me to provide education to the team, whether it was um, financial, as we started to share more financial information about the company. I've done a fair bit of financial education for the team, even the building of the review process um, and talking, you know, sharing articles, sharing things about, you know, some of the pitfalls of some things about review processes um, so that we could weigh them um, and they could make, you know, we could together make really smart decisions. Um, and that was very helpful. It really elevated the team's overall business acumen. And when you have it, you know, every business has their focus um, and ours is marketing, but you know, it's very helpful to have members of the team understand some things about HR and finances and other pieces. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you're also very much involved in the local B Corp chapter, which is deeply committed to supporting other companies like mine uh, to achieve B Corp mm -hmm. certification. And why do you commit time to that effort? Because that's yet another thing on your plate. A couple of reasons. Um, one is that, you know, we actually would not have achieved certification without the support of other B Corps. Um, and one of them was Michael Welshel, who's been, um, his company, Big Path Capital, has been a certified B Corp forever. Um, and when you go to the National B Corp Conference and you say you're from Asheville, everyone says, do you know Michael? I'm like, actually, I do. Yeah. The city's yeah, not that small, but I actually do. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he met with me. Um, he gave me a copy of the B Corp handbook and he offered to connect me with other B Corps that were in marketing or branding or service, you know, services um, more like ours um, to help me get over some hurdles. And one of the companies that he connected me with is M Creative, a branding B Corp branding agency in Greensboro. Um, and their found their owner was incredibly helpful. She actually shared pieces of her B Corp assessment with me, mm. and it allowed us to open up a whole nother level of the assessment and get the points that we needed to certify. So without that support, we wouldn't have achieved that. And so we just want to give back to other companies. Um, we also want to you know build some momentum within Asheville around you know values-driven conscious kind of businesses. We have a very thriving entrepreneurial community and much of them are values-based and so this seems like a very logical extension of that here in Asheville. So some of this just goes back to the fact that I've worked in small business world or economic development since 2000 so um, it's just part of you know what I want to be part of in the community and having that ripple effect that I spoke about earlier. Um, and I think that there's a place for Asheville to help own its identity a little bit more um, mm -hmm. in the entrepreneurial space. Yeah, I love that you have that perspective on it because I think it is in some ways a unique environment and certainly there's a high level of interest in companies that um, can do good with their businesses. And mm -hmm. I mean, there's interest in, I'm involved in the the development of the local conscious capitalism mm -hmm. chapter, the B Corp community is thriving. It's just uh, really an amazing environment for that. So it's great that you're committed to contributing to that and really bringing other companies along in it. Absolutely, and, and it helps build our, our community of businesses that are like-minded. Um, and like and have similar values even just to share ideas in terms of you know, you know I'm in HR hiring practices review processes. How do you handle trans financial transparency in your company? Um, I've had the, the privilege of Going through leadership Asheville and I got to know um, 
the general manager of New Belgium here in town, another B Corp. Um, and talking with him, having lunch has been very helpful about communication processes and building and supporting culture. And, you know, having those connections really helped me, um, you know, support our team better um, and therefore help JB Media be a better company. So, you know, there's, again, there's sort of that reverse ripple effect. I'm learning from all of these other businesses that I'm connecting with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that leadership, those leadership programs, you mentioned uh, Leadership North Carolina and Leadership Asheville. I've been involved in Leadership Asheville myself, did that program. Mm -hmm. and, and for people who are looking to connect in the business community and just learn more about their area, I, I would highly recommend that experience. It was, it was very positive for me as well. So, yeah. Well, you've been the director of business operations for over a year. Uh, that's your official title. Um, how do you define impactful leadership? Because you're a leader within the organization. How would you define impactful leadership? Well, for me, it's both impactful inside your company, but also outside your company, in your, your community, your industry, however you connect outside of your company. And I was the first um, leadership hire at JB Media um, outside of the founder. So it was a big leap for him. It was a big leap for me in terms of, you know, being the first person in that role is always a little like, hmm, <laughs> a small company. Um, and so my title has changed a few times as, as we've sort of settled on where do I need to be? And mm. so I started in um, marketing operations and did some sales support the first couple of years, moved to marketing and operations. And now I've moved, you know, even more into sort of, you know, the internal operations specifically, you know, the HR and finance piece. Um, and so the impactful inside your company, I think is bringing your, your real gifts of whatever your gifts are to that company and my evolution and these changes of title and, and, and role within JB media have allowed me to really, you know, be in the right spot within the company so that I can bring the best of myself, um, to support the team and in the work that they do and supporting the founder. And that's a big part of my role is supporting him and his vision, um, and helping to bring that vision to life. Um, and so that's the impactful piece inside. And, and so you have to know who you are and know what you can bring to the table. And you have to look around at who you're working with and make sure you foster those connections every day. And I think that's really, really key to be impactful. You can't be siloed. So you have to know yourself. You have to know who you're working with and, and stay connected to them. And then to be impactful, fully impactful, you also have to step outside of your company. And whether that's in your industry, I know people who are strong leaders within their vector, and I think that's wonderful. There are people who are strong and impactful in their role. So if they're a CFO, they're very involved in that community with other companies. Um, I've chosen of late to be involved with the B Corps and support in that way. Um, I'm a good organizer of chaos, so the idea of starting a, a chapter of a, of a B local and kind of getting it organized and off the ground, determining what its role is and what its offerings will be is very much part of my, my DNA. Um, and so I think it's, it's twofold, internal and external for sure. Mm. Well, I love that you talk about leadership in terms of making connections every day, because mm -hmm. I agree with you. I think sh the way you show up every day is how you really build a leadership presence. And it's those conscious choices about how you choose to show up that uh, so much go into having impact. Um, are, are, there, are there ways that you 
consciously have developed your own leadership or is this something that's kind of organically evolved? And, and what are some of the ways that you've consciously evolved your leadership? Well, I am absolutely a work in progress. Um, <laughs> yes, we all are. I'm very aware of that. Um, and I have done a fair bit of work um, over the years. Um, when I worked for the Small Business and Technology Development Center, I was very fortunate because they were um, and still are very invested in professional development. So I went through a leadership program um, internally there. Um, I received a lot of support um, and mentoring when I was there. I read a, a fair bit. Um, so I think it is, it has to be conscious. Um, I think in order to, to do it well, it has to be conscious because it is, it's about knowing yourself and being your best self. So if you can't take that hard look in the mirror and work on the blemishes, um, then I don't think you can really be a fully impactful leader, um, without doing that. And that's it's so important to model to your team, um, because we need everyone to do that. We need everyone to know themselves, look in the mirror and and work on themselves and if the leaders aren't doing that then there's then why should the team yeah absolutely that modeling aspect is so important well we're kind of in this time of of a lot of cultural flux and um, there's a lot of upheaval i would say now as a as a woman leading in an organization how have you seen your leadership evolve with the me too movement and and other things that highlight women and and uh, that's perhaps a question you haven't been asked, but I'm curious how, how it might be affecting you in your role as a business leader. It's interesting. I've, I've come a little bit full circle. Um, I, I'm a fairly outspoken person. Um, and I think I was very outspoken early in my career in my 20s. Um, I would say to the point of I needed to work on my own filtering, um, to be fair. And I did that. And I worked inside a fairly large, you know, state organization for a while um, where I was often one of the few women um, there and I was often much younger um, mm -hmm. than my colleagues. And so I think that I um, maybe toned it down a bit too much um, for a while. At least I felt that way in terms of not being true to myself. And I think recently with upheaval and with we're sort of in a, a period of we need to talk about the hard stuff. Um, you know, whether it's about gender or whether it's about race or whether it's about politics, that sometimes we need to talk about the hard stuff um, and the things that we see and the things that we contribute to, whether um, we want to really expound on that or not. Um, and we need to know, again, know ourselves, you know, understand where we have privilege and where we don't. Um, and so I think it's made me... Um, in some ways more outspoken than I maybe have been in the last decade or so. Um, but I've learned from the reflection and the leadership training and a lot of communication related work, um, you know, to be more outspoken, but do so a little bit more thoughtfully, a little bit more intentionally asking more questions, um, inviting more perspective rather than just maybe blurting out my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Well, blurting out opinions can be valuable, too, because it's authentic. It's right from the heart. Right, exactly. But I don't need to only do that. I guess that's, I guess that's what I've learned, I should say. Um, I don't need to only do that. Um, so, so, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I'm, something you touched on a little bit and in, in, uh, made me think of diversity. And I, I, how have you seen JV Media and, 
and since you've been there evolving in terms of other pillars of B Corp certification, like transparency and diversity and, and the whole environmental impact aspect. Mm -hmm. So on the transparency piece, we're a single owner company. Um, and so we both have great access to the main decision maker. We see him every day. We sit next to him, quite literally. We're all mm -hmm. in an open office. Um, but at the same time, we didn't have a lot of um, financial transparency. And I would say when I first came to the company, there wasn't a lot of transparency about processes, mostly because they were not really scripted, set, or followed by all. Um, mm -hmm. And so we've worked on all of those things. And I think that's really helped um, in so many areas. It's helped not only just streamline our work and make things easier, but it's also really, really supported employee engagement because then they can say, oh, well, this is how you, know, you do your piece over here. Um, this is how it's affecting me, but I understand or I have a question or I can help support it um, or I can help evolve it um, when they have more information. Um, there's much more engagement and understanding um, and willingness to support. I've seen that um, come through everything from B Corp certification to, you know, current initiatives that we have going on um, that people are just much more willing to support with more information. So the transparency piece um, has been really helpful for us and had some really nice effects across the company. Um, have you found that, that just to, to ask about something you mentioned around not having documented processes, I mean, you're a company full of creative people and mm -hmm. Creative people chronically have, feel kind of fenced in by established processes. Is that, and yet it creates, uh, I've heard many creative people talk about, uh, and I talk about this too, I call it the pasture. So there's a fence with, mm -hmm. which establishes the parameters, and within that, you can romp around all you want. And, and has that been your experience that people actually do well when there's a bit more structure involved? Yes. Absolutely. And once I think the vision for the company became more clear in that we were going to put some structure in place, but we were not going to become your traditional corporate kind of company. Um, and so that part of that B Corp process, I think, really helped once we got really clear on our values and said, we are going to live these. Everything is going to be gauged against these values. I think that made helped people become much more comfortable with the idea of structure. Um, and so I would say i I'm now in a phase at this business where um, there's a request for more structure. Do we have a process mm. for this? Is this written down? Um, mm, why don't we have this? Um, can we build this other thing? And it's like, wow, sure, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> but not maybe not this month, but yes. <laughs> so yes. Um, and I think that there's, there's freedom within structure. If you kind of know what those bounds are, yeah. um, you can do that. And not having to figure out how to do your job every day but actually putting all that creative energy into doing the work um, has been very freeing for the team. Right. Yeah, they really imagine. enjoy that. They typically, you know, each person typically works on eight to 12 different clients, you know, and they can vary from, you know, the social capital markets conference to Gaia herbs um, here in Asheville. I mean, that the same person can be working on both of those projects today and they're very different, um, different industries, different cultures, um, different work. Um, so they need yeah. to put their energy there. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's a good focus for, for energy to be able to put it towards the client projects and, and not figuring out what I'm supposed to do today. Yeah, where do I where do I store this or find this or how do I share this right. and who do I ask about that? Like right. that's wasted energy. Yeah. 
Well, the other tenets of, of uh, the B Corps is a couple of couple of them are diversity and, and environmental impact. Can you speak to both of those in terms of what's how that's evolving? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, we're having like a lot of companies. Um, conversations around diversity we're not an especially diverse team and we know that um but there's diversity within our team and so we're actually having conversations about respecting that diversity and allowing more room for that diversity and not making an assumption that because we're so similar in many ways that we're completely similar or completely alike um and so we've been working on that um we for the first time our employee satisfaction survey um, included questions that were demographic questions um, around race, gender, um, sexual orientation, um, even household size, um, parental status, um, and those are all anonymous, um, but that allowed me to look at the employee satisfaction data from different lenses um, and see how different groups of people um, are have, how, how was their work experience. Um, and thankfully, we did not come up with any real concerns um, from that. So there was no saying, oh, you know, we have an, something we need to work on, particularly in this group. You know, this group of people doesn't feel as seen at work. They don't feel as respected. They don't feel they like have as much opportunity. We didn't see that. Um, but, you know, we're growing. And so having that benchmark, I think, is really helpful. And as things change in the company, it's helpful for me as the HR person and culture keeper, as we call it, to see how those changes affect different groups um, and how they're perceiving that change, how they're feeling heard and involved in, in the evolution of the company. Um, and we had, you know, we had long conversations about what to measure, um, how to even ask those questions. Language matters, of course. You know, language mm -hmm. is what we do. We're a content marketing company mm -hmm. um, in terms of those wording and understanding that we may tweak those words over time just to make sure we're being reflective of who is part of the company as we grow and hopefully get more diverse. Um, so it's conversations that we're having. Um, and the, the team has, uh, has asked for some more diversity and inclusion training. And so we're going to bring that in. I'm still looking for a, a good resource on that. Um, so it's something that we're, we're looking to um, address. And it's opened up conversations. You know, people have said, you know, I don't know that we're, um, we're really open in this way culturally. Um, how would we feel, you know, if someone came on the team and had this position, beliefs, background? Like, would we have room for, you know, would we make room for them in the conversations? Um, and so we're not having, you know, we don't, because we don't have a great deal of diversity, but we're, we're sort of preparing, I guess, um, which I think is important uh, to do. Well, it establishes a kind of environment where you can have awareness and people get a sense of, uh, it's not just the norm that everybody looks like you and, and has the same lifestyle as you. And, right. Um, yeah, it kind of sets the stage, yeah. Exactly, and on the environmental piece, um, you know, as a digital company, you know, we, we, we don't produce a product, so we don't have waste. Um, we actually all share one bathroom. So we're really good about conserving water. Um, we, we make jokes about that. Um, but we have made a more conscious effort to, you know, use recycled products um, to make sure someone on the team is taking things to the hard-to-recycle event that is happening this Saturday that are floating around the office that we know can be recycled and we just don't want to, you know, chuck into a dumpster. Um, 
so we are trying to be more conscious um, in that way, but we're in some ways fortunate that we didn't have a big environmental footprint to address. Um, I think our biggest piece is probably travel, um, and we would like um, to use some of the, um, the offset credits in the future. Um, mm -hmm. We're not quite there yet, um, but that's definitely something we would like to do because um, we, we do have a couple of trips a year to the West Coast, which is a long flight. A lot of carbon footprint for that, um, but day to day we don't have a great deal. Yeah, well, some people talk about offset credits as kind of uh, you know sort of greenwashing type mm. step. What are your thoughts on that? We've talked about that um, as well too, and that's one of those pieces where we said you know we want to learn more about this. Um, we want to talk to the companies that offer them and get to know them. Um, before we choose them as a partner. We want to look at the impact of them. They've been around a little while, but they've gotten a little bit more traction. So I think there's more data to mm -hmm. look at the actual impact there. Um, so it's something that we're looking at. Um, and it's, it's a good question. And I think it's one of those, it's a good idea, but does it just make you feel better um, about all the travel that you're doing? <laughs> and, um, and is it necessary? Um, but one of our values is relationships. So we try to balance those two things um, and say, you know, for the relationship, is it, is it key that we, we go and we're there face to face? You know, do we need to send five people? Can we maintain the relationship and meet the objectives with four? Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's one less person, um, you know, in a plane, you know, using that gas. So, right. Yeah. Well, Adrian, uh, one of the things that uh, I've been asking people is really around uh, how do you maintain your energy as you as you go through your through your work? Is there are there particular practices that you have? Do you have a morning ritual or morning practice that keeps you going, or are there other things that you do? Um, I'm a big journaler. I have had a journal since I was 13. Um, and I find that that is a good way to help me pause and reflect whether it's about my family or it's about work or about my own needs. And that helps keep me grounded. Um, I have spent some effort and energy in looking at what are my responsibilities and my tasks and which of those take energy and which of those give energy. And I try to schedule them accordingly. Um, for example, my check-in meetings with my team um, and our review process, which is very hands-on, um, and there's quarterly check-ins with, uh, with our review process, so it's, it takes a lot of time. Those are some of my favorite things, and I get so much from those. So I tend to schedule those when I normally would have, have an energy lull in the afternoons, um, and I can use my, my very focused morning time where my brain is much sharper um, to just dive in and, you know, build budgets and build new systems and, you know, things like that. Um, so I think that's one of the things that I've, I've worked on over the years. Yeah. Good to know. Well, the way that uh, I always wrap up these interviews now is with a rapid round of three questions about impact. Are you, are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> What's the biggest thing you've learned about having impact? that one person can have a lot of impact and you do not have to be, you know, nationally or internationally known to have impact. Um, mm -hmm. It's not about reputation um, or name recognition, you know, on some sort of big global scale, um, but how you treat people every day can have an impact. Yeah, completely agree. Question two, what's the one thing you've consistently done that's contributed to your success and impact the most? I've been willing to learn. 
um, and I've been willing to adjust. Sometimes I've thought that, but I have ultimately been willing to learn and <laughs> to adjust. Um, and at the same time, I've, I've maintained an ability to be true to myself. So it's sort of like you hold on to the core of who you are and you, you change sometimes the, the, the outer garments um, as you need to grow or as the situation needs it. Yeah, sometimes I can feel like a real dissonance, but uh, it's really the both, holding mm -hmm. both that's important. Well, the last question is, what's one insight or piece of advice you'd give a business owner who's asking themselves, how can I have impact? How can I make more of a contribution with my business? I would say look hard at your connection and relationship with your employees. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, who do you talk to on a regular basis? Is it the same two people that report to you? Do you have relationships and connections with, across your organization? Um, because that's where you can have impact um, is with those people. And they're going to be able to impact you, which is going to let you be a better leader of the company. So it's, it's that um, feedback loop is really important. But it comes down to connection. So much of the focus on impact is around outer impact. And having impact within the company is equally important because it lets you then have the, the broader impact. So I think your point about the connection with your employees is so valuable. Absolutely. Well, Adrian, thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate your perspectives on business and uh, processes mm -hmm. and really bringing people into the, the initiatives that are going on within an organization, all of those are super important in, in terms of having impact. So thank you for sharing that and, and being transparent about what goes on in your company. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it, Ursula. Thank you. If people want to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to reach you? Uh, the JV Media website. Um, and there's a contact form. And if you fill that out, I'll get a copy. And so you can just ask to touch base with me, whether you want to talk about impact or HR processes or B Corps, just reach out. I'm easy to find. Great. So that's jbmedia.com? jbmediagroupllc.com. Okay, great. And we will include that in the show notes as well for the podcast. Thank you. Um, yeah. Well, Adrian, thanks so much for the work you're doing in the world. Thank you for what you're doing. This is wonderful. Join us for more episodes, subscribe to the Work Alchemy podcast on iTunes or Stitcher Radio so you'll know as soon as new episodes are available. You can even help spread the word, leave a review if you like what you've heard. Thanks for listening. Until next time, for ongoing support so you can have your own impact, join our community of entrepreneurs like you by liking the Work Alchemy Facebook page.